Howdy folks and welcome to the Dirt Road Cowboys Christian Podcast. I'm Dean, also known as the Dirt Road Cowboy. Whether this is your first time here or if you're a return listener, I want to thank you for listening in. If you were with me last time, I mentioned that I wanted to talk about Paul's visit to heaven, revelations from God, and thorns in the flesh. Let's read the scripture that most preachers and scholars have used to talk about Paul's visit to heaven. We find that in 2 Corinthians 12.2. I'm going to read out of the King James Version. You can read in any version you like. I just like the King James because I find it's closest to the original. Paul says, I knew a man in Christ about 14 years ago, whether in the body I cannot tell, or whether out of the body I cannot tell. God knows. Such a one was caught up into the third heaven. And I knew such a man, whether in the body or out of the body, I cannot tell, God knoweth. How he was caught up into paradise, and heard unspeakable words which is not lawful for man to utter. Of such a one I will glory, yet of myself I will not glory, but in my infirmities. Okay, now either Paul had a split personality, multiple personality disorder, or was just crazy, He was not talking about himself. Why do so many people not read where he said, I will not glory of myself, I will talk of him. If you look back in 2 Corinthians 11, Paul does do a bit of bragging about himself or boasting about things that he's gone through, but he's talking about the pains and sufferings that he went through. He talks about being shipwrecked. He talks about being beaten. He talks about being stoned. He's not sitting here talking about how he had such a great time. He's talking about having a miserable time and his sufferings for the gospel's sake. He's not talking about having fun for the gospel's sake. Not to say you can't have fun. Paul's course of life was completely different than yours. I guarantee it. Now, I've never talked to Paul personally in heaven. I don't get to interact with people on a personal level. The most that I have interacted with people is at a distance, seeing them far off or as an observer. And I asked the Lord about this one time, and it's like, why do other people that go to heaven get to interact with the saints, and they get to interact with family members, and they get to interact and bring messages back and forth? And he told me that they're not allowed to go to heaven just any time they wanted to. Whereas I'm allowed to go to heaven freely. No restraints, back and forth, any time I want to go. And he said, if people knew that you could go back and forth to heaven any time you wanted to, they would be constantly seeking you out to bring back messages from the dead, their family members, or from someone else. They'd be constantly bothering you to be a messenger boy. And you'd get bombarded with requests. People wanting to know things from certain saints. They want to know things from grandma. They want to know where Uncle Billy hid the inheritance in the will. They'd want to know all these different things. And you would be inundated with people day and night wanting you to be a medium. And that's why I'm not allowing you to have personal interactions with other people. And I thanked him for having the wisdom to anticipate these situations far better than I could. 
I thought, okay, well, yeah, it would be great to be able to bring back messages every now and then. But once people found out, I can see what he's talking about. I don't like to deal with people constantly. And they would be seeking me out. They'd be knocking on my door. They'd be threatening me if I couldn't bring them back the answers they wanted. And God's right. I don't want any part of that. But back to Paul. He's talking in 2 Corinthians 11 about the times that he was beaten and stoned and all the sufferings and everything else that he had been through and his narrow escapes, everything else. In 2 Corinthians 12, 1, he says, It is not expedient for me, doubtless to glory. I will come to visions and revelations of the Lord. Now, he didn't say he was talking about his own visions and revelations. He said he was talking about visions and revelations, period. Then he said, I knew a man in Christ about 14 years ago. Well, wouldn't he still know himself? It wouldn't be 14 years ago. Hey, I knew me 14 years ago. No, that's not what he said. I knew a man about 14 years ago who was taken up into heaven. I personally believe that he was talking about John, Jesus' disciple who wrote the book of Revelations. I know a lot of people want to think that Revelations was the last book that was written, and then after that, God quit talking to people. Well, that's bull. God still talks to people. He's always wanted to talk to people. He never wanted to put an end to the Bible. That's why people are so confused today, because the religious demons told God to shut up. They wanted their political religious power, just like the scribes and Pharisees wanted it, the Sadducees wanted it, and so did the early church. They wanted to have control over the people. That's the only reason why they started persecuting people that heard from God and saying that they were witches or they were possessed of the devil or whatever. They burn them, they torture them to get them to stop talking. They didn't want the truth coming out that God wasn't finished talking to his people. He's always wanted to have a personal relationship with each and every one of us. So now back to the scripture. After Paul talks about this man that he knew going into heaven, he starts talking again about his own persecutions. Before we get to that, I want to bring up another point that people have brought up and twisted the scripture to say something that it didn't say. He said he was caught up into paradise and heard unspeakable words which is not lawful for a man to utter. Now, people twist that scripture and they say, oh, he's heard things that was beyond his ability to speak, and God told him not to say anything about it all. He had to keep quiet about it. It says that he heard unspeakable words which is not lawful for a man to utter. Well, the stuff that John spoke about in Revelation was not lawful under the Jewish law or the Roman law. That's why John had to put it very cryptically, so that people would have to decipher what he was saying and who he was talking about. Because, as the scripture says, it is not lawful for a man to utter. Paul goes on to say, For though I would desire to glory, I shall not be a fool, for I will say the truth. But now I forbear, lest any man think of me above that which he sees me to be or hears of me. Again, he's talking about himself. Now, he's not bragging about this other man. He said, of him I would boast, but not of myself. Then he goes back to continue his thoughts that he was speaking about in the last chapter. And he starts talking 
And he says in verse 7, Unless I should be exalted above measure, through the abundance of the revelations, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. The thorn in the flesh was not a sickness. It wasn't a blindness. It was exactly what he said, the messenger of Satan, to attack him, to buffet him, to beat him down. And he wasn't talking about the abundance of revelations that he received while in his visit to heaven. The man wrote most of the New Testament. It's all an abundance of revelations. He had revealed to him many things that were hidden in the Jewish law. And he expounded on those. It was revealed to him how those things were talking about Jesus, talking about a new covenant. It was revealed to him that we are saved by faith, not by works. We are saved by grace. All these things were revealed to Paul. I'm not saying that Paul didn't go to heaven, but this scripture is definitely not talking about Paul going to heaven. This scripture that Paul was talking about, I really believe, was when he was talking about the apostle John and John's visit to heaven, and John's revelations, and John writing out the book of Revelations, which was his version of what Matthew 24 was talking about. The destruction of Jerusalem, the Roman armies coming in, and executing the vengeance of God on the people who killed his son. After he talked about the thorn in the flesh, He said that he besought the Lord thrice that it might depart. And the Lord said to him, My grace is sufficient for thee. My strength is made perfect in weakness. And Paul says, Most gladly, therefore, I will rather glory in my infirmities, that's weaknesses and pains, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities and reproaches, necessities, persecutions and distresses for Christ's sake. For then, when I am weak, then I am strong. Now, he goes back to talking about the persecutions that he went through. If he was going to be persecuted for going to heaven in this abundant visions of the heavenly realm, then why wouldn't he talk more about it? He didn't. He got back to what he was talking about. He interrupted himself and went back to his original thought that he was suffering more than anyone else. And in that, he would boast. He would glory. But even then, he didn't want to talk and glorify himself on that because he didn't want to sound prideful and arrogant. So what is a thorn in the flesh? Bible says that it is a satanic messenger. And people that have had very many revelations from God, or even just a few, will know exactly what that feels like. Because it does not make the devil happy. He will turn and attack you to get you to shut up, to get you to wish that you had never had those revelations, or to even wish you'd never been born. I know this personally. I've been through these attacks. The most devastating one that I had was last year. And at the beginning of last year, I got attacked so hard that I attempted suicide five times. Even though I'd been going to heaven, learning all these things, I got hit so hard that I did not want to live anymore. I just wanted to be out of it. Gone. I'm not going to tell you exactly what happened. But back during the dark days, the decade of evil, there was a thorn in my flesh, a messenger of Satan. And this person even went by the name of thorn rushes on the internet. Thorn to be a thorn in the side and rushes because this person got a rush out of all of it. An excitement, a thrill 
out of hurting people, being a demon or demon-possessed, as this person was. And this person was at one time a Christian. So yes, it is possible for a Christian to go back to being a child of the devil. This person not only tormented me, but got joy out of tormenting others and bringing death and destruction. Jesus said, the thief comes not but to steal, kill, and destroy. I had a lot stolen from me. There was a lot of deaths going on around me. And there was a lot of destruction going on. Even destruction going on behind the scenes that I didn't know about. So if you think that hearing from heaven is all fun and joy, remember, we are in a war. And we don't get to quote Old Testament scriptures and say the battle is the Lord's. Just stand still and watch because God will take care of it all. God is in control. No, he's not. He never said he was. He put the authority and control back into people's hands. That's why there is death and destruction in this world, because he has given the authority to do things to the church. And they've been sitting back waiting for him to do something. Just because the angel told Joshua back in the Old Testament that the battle was the Lord's, doesn't mean that we get to quote every single Old Testament scripture and claim it's for us today. Otherwise, why don't we start claiming virgin births? Because we're at least wise enough to know that that scripture is not for us today. You have to be led by the Spirit to know which scriptures you can apply to yourself. You can't go by what man says. You can't go by what your favorite radio preacher, television preacher, or pastor says. You have to hear from God yourself. There is no other way of knowing what you can really claim as yours. There are some general references in the Bible that we can claim, but as far as specifics for your life, you can't just go around willy-nilly and just pick any scripture that you want to. I know a lot of popular Christian music says these same things, but Christian music is not always the truth. It makes people feel good. It controls them. But you have to remember who the original worship leader was. That'd be Lucifer. And he still controls people through music today, even Christian music. He brings in false doctrines, false teachings, and outright lies. And people eat it up. I told you, I'm not here to placate sheep. I'm here to wake up lions. If this stuff offends you, then research it yourself. Hear it from God yourself. Don't go by what I say or any other man. I can only give my point based on what I've been through. I've had a lot of revelations. I started hearing from God back in the early 90s, a few years after I got saved, and I found out it was possible to hear from God. And I've been taking notes ever since. I've got notes that go all the way back, possibly even before 1991. And I plan on bringing some of those things out and teaching on some of those topics. Because many of those things are timeless. Things that people today even need to know. And the thing that I want to say about Revelation is if you receive something from God and it's something he wants you to tell others, it will be timeless. It will be something that will apply. Unless you're a prophet that's got a specific word for a specific time, teachings from God that come through revelations of the Holy Spirit will be something that still apply even years later. Now, specific things that God has told people with a specific date, then that's a different story. That's usually a prophetic word, not a revelation and a teaching. There is a difference. And maybe we'll get into that later on. But briefly, a revelation is something that is revealed to you by the Spirit to impact your life and possibly lives of those around you. A prophetic word may just apply to an individual or a group of individuals. 
because there are very few prophets today that speak to the entire worldwide body of Christ. There may be prophets that speak to their local churches or to their regions or their nations, but very few of them are speaking worldwide. So anyway, back to the thorn in the flesh. Paul mentioned that it was a messenger of Satan, and it's very likely that it could be demonically possessed people that were persecuting Paul. Not just some demon spirit that went around giving him a hard time, but look at the demonic things that happened to Paul. Beaten, stoned, whipped, his own people tearing him apart, beating him with rods, with canes, with anything they could, and yet he persevered. Even when he was killed and brought back to life, he went back in the same city and preached again. That's perseverance. I don't know if I'd have that same kind of tenacity, and I can applaud Paul for that. But as far as what people try to say about the thorn in the flesh being a sickness, and that we have to learn how to bear up under our sicknesses to give God glory. Well, Jesus gave God glory by healing sicknesses, and then in the Great Commission, he told us to go out and heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, cast out devils. Nowhere in there does it say to suffer for the glory of God with a sickness, and that includes COVID. Yeah, this is being recorded during the new variant of the so-called COVID crisis. Sicknesses are not the thorn in the flesh. Demons, the messenger of Satan, sent to buffet, attack, to beat down. Why do you think Paul even went through questioning when he said, I know not whether to stay or to go, to live as Christ and to die as gain. But he said, for your sakes, I'll stick around a bit longer because you need me. I know that feeling. Anyone who has received revelations from God will possibly know that feeling. You don't know whether to stay or to go. A lot of times you just want to get out of here. But God still has something for us. And then that's when we have to do like Jesus and say, Nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. Take up our cross and follow him. Reach out to his people. Wake them up. Set them free from religious demons and bondages. It's not an easy call. No one said that Christianity was going to be easy, but it's worth it. It will be worth it. I'll give you that final note of encouragement. It will be worth it. And that's where we're going to end this episode. I think next time we're going to talk about some New Age infiltration into the church. Because there's a lot of it. I've been hearing more and more New Age doctrine seeping into the church. So we'll get to start talking about that next time. For now, I want to thank you for listening. And my prayer is that God will bless you and yours and show you his love and his joy. And that's my prayer for each and every one of you. This is the Dirt Road Cowboy, signing out. Bye, y'all.